G'day teabaggers, I won't stay long, uh, but this is an episode with Celia Pacola, uh, but I do want to mention I'm on another, another couple of podcasts this week if you want to check those out. Uh, Limo and I are guests on the Little Dum Dum Club and we tell a little bit of a story that weaves in with uh, a story that I started with Justin in the last episode. It continues with Celia here and it kind of culminates with Adam Rosenbach's Rosie, who is will be the guest on the next episode. But uh, if you listen to the Limo episode of Little Dum Dum Club, uh, it's very funny, but also it tells a bit of the Bali story as well. It's kind of like a giant story that you have to piece together, but I think it's worth it. Uh, I am also on Justin's podcast as well as he being on mine. I am on Can You Take This Photo, Please?, if you are interested in he- hearing me have a serious chat about my television career in particular and Gruen in particular, where we're at with that and where my mind was at with that, uh, they're things that I've kind of talked about a little bit on this podcast but haven't sort of explored in the full detail that I do with Justin on Can You Take This Photo, Please? So if that sounds interesting to you, you can check that out. Uh, and last but not least, the live dollop is now up. Uh, Dave Anthony, Gareth Reynolds, of course, the guys who regularly do the dollop. I joined them for a live one at the LA Podcast Festival, and now you can download that on the dollop, um, you know, wherever you get the dollop, you know, Libsyn or their Facebook or iTunes or whatever. Uh, I, I also have my other podcast, if you if you didn't know, my other podcast, Philosophy is back. Now, if you had the old Philosophy feed, Get rid of it. We had to get rid of that. It's long and complicated as three that I don't need to bore you with. But now all you do, just Google Willosophy with Will Anderson. Uh, so in iTunes, that'll come up pretty easily. And there is also a Libsyn link for people who don't use iTunes. And hopefully in the future, there'll be other links as well. But at the moment, that's what there is. You can, there's those two things. So uh, Willosophy with Will Anderson, get rid of the old Willosophy link. Uh, there are new episodes this week with Emily V. Gordon, who uh, my American listeners might know. Uh as uh, the producer of the Meltdown show, uh, the most kind of popular show in LA at the moment. Um, she's also a former therapist. Uh, she's married to another comedian, Kamal Nanjiani. Uh, we talk about all those things in philosophy. And also I talked to Dr. Carl. I guess uh, for our international listeners, he's Australia's Bill Nye, the science guy, meets uh, Neil Tyson Degrassi or something like that. A really brilliant guy, wonderful communicator. So, Two brand new episodes of Philosophy with Will Anderson with those guys. And also, make sure you check out the John Safran episode. I put all the old episodes back up as well. So if you've never listened to the podcast before, there's about 10 of them there already that you can listen to. Um, not comedians necessarily, although there will be some comedians along the way, um, or some people who work in comedy, but all people who are connected to my life in some way and that I find interesting or inspirational in some way. So that's what that podcast's all about. But at, like I said, I'm not going to bang on too much here. At the top, uh, quick plugs, quick plugs. Uh, okay, the big one, of course, January 19. It's only a few days away now. Uh, the backdrop has been built. It looks amazing. Uh, look, there's only a couple of hundred tickets left uh, for the second show, but it would obviously be great if it sold out. So if you've been thinking about it, if you're thinking, you know, I've, I've wanted to see Will at some stage, this is the time. It's going to be an awesome show. It's the last show of the tour. Um, you know, and it's the best version of the show that I've ever done, and it's the best show I've ever done. So... So it should be fucking awesome, is my point. So come along to that. That'd be really brilliant. And then uh, my new show, uh, which I will start writing on Tuesday morning. <laughs> Look, I've collected a lot of stuff, but I am looking forward to uh, having a decent think about it over the next uh, couple of months. Uh, my new show, uh, Free Will, I will be trialing that February 16 uh, in LA. Uh, Dave Anthony and I are going to do another night at the Steve Allen Theatre and I will, that will be the first time I trial what will become free will. So if you're in LA, but if all you are in LA, the big one, February 9, uh, the 200th episode of FOFOP. Um, the 200th episode of FOFOP, 
hopefully that will be recorded better than the 100th episode of Tofop. Uh, I'm still trying to work out how we're going to put that up. Who would have thought something fucked up a Tofop recording? Anyway, that's the reason that one isn't up yet because, uh, look, anyway, that's a story for another time. But the 200th episode of Fofot will be at the uh, Meltdown Theatre on Sunset, February 9. It's free. Uh, The guests are going to be Dave Anthony, Gareth Reynolds, uh, Jen Kirkman, Matt Kirshen, and Daniel Sloss. It's an all-star lineup. Uh, So get along to that. That'll be a a big night of celebration and hopefully record it all properly. All right. uh, Enjoy this episode with Celia Pacola. She is awesome. We always love having her on the podcast and she was uh, a little hungover and hadn't quite slept. So that even adds to the uh, excitement. I think it always makes it a lot lot of fun. So we were very giggly for 11 o'clock in the morning. So I hope you're going to dig this episode and uh, let Celia know it uh, at CPAC online uh, that you heard her on the podcast and you enjoyed it. Okay, guys, uh, enjoy this. And there will be another episode before Monday with uh, Adam Rosenbach completing a couple of these stories. Cheers. The following episode of FOFOP is classified M.A. It contains some coarse language, some nudity, drug references, a sex scene, time travel, terrible Batman impersonations, a Charlie Clausen pronounced Clausen-shaped hole, and mild coarse language. FOFOP advises that the program is not suitable for persons under the age of 15, and minors must be accompanied by an adult guardian or priest. This is John Deke speaking. Everyone relax, this is Topop. Ironically, I'm not relaxed. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Fofop, I'm Will Anderson and our guest Charlie Clawson, returning guest Charlie Clawson, uh, Celia Pacola is here. How are you, Hello. Celia? I'm I am surprising. I'm alive. Yeah, I'm well, alive. I think we should uh, yeah put in context why you're saying you're alive. Basically, last night. Uh, well, I, I, wrong with me, Will. It's supposed to be a new year. It's yeah. supposed to be. I still feel like you're <laughs> celebrating the old year. I feel like the new year hasn't started you know for you. Just a little bit of willpower, I would like. Just a just just a just a bit. What, so tell people like what was the like? Just got drunk. It's nothing dramatic. Yeah, but what was the moment where you knew it was like big for a Tuesday night? Oh, when we were singing, mm. doing sing along, we were singing "You're the Voice" with a group of random strangers. Right, "You're the Voice" you know by what, John. Do you know Farnham. what was? It was actually a beautiful moment. Brings people together. It was a beautiful moment because you know what? You're the voice, and they're the voice. The, we're we're the all voice. the voice. We're all the voice. Do you know what was we beautiful? Understand it. We understand it. Make a and noise if you don't and make understand it, it, fuck off. Back to where you came from. Exactly. Um, <laughs> yeah, re-release the song. <laughs> it would have more weeks at number one. If you don't understand it, fuck, fuck off, off back to your own country yeah. <laughs> where you talk your jibber jabber. Um, You're not the voice. It was a beautiful, it was actually a really nice moment. So there was us, there was a table of us. This is about two in the morning on a Tuesday for no reason. What's wrong with you? I'm an adult. Anyway, so Adam Knox, very funny comedian, has an excellent singing voice. Do you know this? I don't know how it started, but there was dueling songs going on. So not only was there, and neither of us was singing the song that was playing in the venue. Right. So our table, for some reason, was singing Song Song. Okay, and so now, now, it's, it's, now it's like that battle scene in Pitch Perfect. It was like a battle scene, <laughs> yeah. It was like a battle. And you'll be so proud of me because I was like, what are we – I had a moment. I went, right. what are we doing? What are we doing, guys? Why are we doing this? Yeah. And I stood up and I went, oi, hey, 
What are you What are you singing? We can join in. I said, you know, what? Let us join in. Right. What are you singing? Well, and they yeah. Went, yeah. And I think that might have been your voice. And then we all sang together. Well, then it is a metaphor. It's not fuck off back to where you came from. It's no. your the voices about we're all someone's daughter. That's right. We're all someone's son. I'm not. I should fuck off back right now. <laughs> 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 That'd be funny. I've always I've thought it'd be fun to do, but I'm too lazy. If I ever did a, I wouldn't do a, I wouldn't do a podcast. I don't think, but I'd like to do a. If I did a series of videos, it would be Celia Picola answers hypothetical questions in songs. <laughs> oh, or, do, or just something like that, like stuff that doesn't need a response. It does. Like even that'd be funny. Like answering we're someone's daughter. All right, that checks out. We're someone's fun. I'm not. A lot of people aren't. Cat, you know, females aren't. Do you see what I see? Do you see what I see? Depends what you're looking at. Yeah. <laughs> Have I got my eyes open? Is it night time? <laughs> Who let the dogs out? Don't know. Who? 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 The question is, why do you want to know so bad? <laughs> why do you love dogs so much? Oh, no, because the dogs are fucking everywhere. We had to keep the door shut because the dogs got out. Who fucking let the dogs out? How did that start, do you think? What do you song? mean? The, the idea, the 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 corn, the corn. What am I thinking of? The kernel. Kernel. Yeah. No, you had the, you had the right plan. You just hadn't gone quite micro enough. You just hadn't. I had the corn of an idea. What yeah. the fuck are you talking? You mean about? the fully formed bit at the end? <laughs> I had the ear of an idea. What? Now you're really confusing. You know, I had the the children of the corn of an idea. Yeah, I had the corn chip of an idea. I had the Doritos of an idea. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> Anyway, you know what I mean. Where do you think that came from? from uh, well, I imagine this one's probably not a mystery that it's going to be that hard to crack. What? You know, sometimes you think someone actually had sometimes dogs? people are like, you know, who was the walrus? <laughs> who was the Eggman? These are what is yeah. a wonder wall? They're things that can't yeah. be explained, right? Yeah. But I think who let the dogs out was probably inspired by somebody letting the dogs out and somebody <laughs> needing to know who let the dogs out. Really? I don't feel. Yeah. Really. I don't know. I think who lets the dogs out? I, I've never really explored it, but I imagine it's probably not about dogs. I think dogs is probably some sort of metaphor for like, don't you think? Isn't it like, is it boobs or booty or something like? You he know, let the it, boobs out? Yeah. Bo- what? It was but, like, like getting your puppies out. Oh, you know what I mean? Like the girls oh. are out at the club and they got the puppies out and it's like, so you, know, you know, that's what? like okay. slang. Who let the dogs out? That's it, what you'd who, who, who. Yeah, but I thought dogs would maybe be like, like my sister and her partner, their nickname for each other is is. Dog. They call each other dog. Dog. Dogs. Yeah. Hang on. Are each of them a dog, or do they yeah, pick yeah, yeah. specific They're dogs? Dog. What's happening, dog? I think dog. Oh, right. but is that dog like D A W G? Dog. I don't know. See, that's what I mean. So I thought what maybe up, dog? That. Oh, that's what I was going to say. I have a horrible memory with that song at schoolies week. It was with a group of girls, and the boys yelled it in a mean way. Because I and I and I. Well, maybe it wasn't. Ah, oh, as but in I like, took you it know, really like you're yeah. ugly. Who let these dogs out? Yeah. Yeah. So that's why I think it's mean. God, we're gonna have to call the bar, the bar man. Then. <laughs> I'm sure, sure it would be easy enough. I'm sure they probably work in a call centre. So, I can't stop talking me. to them. Excuse me, I'd like to uh, speak to one of the Baja men. Any of the men. Which one do you want? Because yeah. they're all here. They're what all specific available? Baja man would you like to talk to? Don't mind. Baja Whichever man. one's available. The chatty one. Oh. Niall. Niall. <laughs> the goofy one. Niall Baja. I'm having a lovely time. This is nice, isn't it? It is nice. It is nice. Hey, tell me about schoolies. Oh, I want to know about that. Sorry. Oh, I'll, no, I'll, that was it. Because oh. like this time of the uh, – for people who don't know, the international listeners. Uh, do they have schoolies? They have – what's it called? Spring break. Spring break. So schoolies kind of spring, is spring break. And I don't know what the equivalent is in the UK, but there is equivalents. I've seen them on Geordie Shore and stuff like that, but I just don't oh. know what you call it. Yeah, I don't know what you call it either. anyway, it's your kind of end of school year – 
like you know kids going away here it happens at the end of year 12 in america sometimes i think it's more like yeah end of college or during like college because or, they can't drink because they can't drink until they're 21 insane it to me is insane i went on the first one I went overseas was with my mum when i was 19 and no one told me and i hadn't i was furious i got there because i was like yeah legally can drink yeah and you can't no well, imagine what it's like if you're a gay person who's married legally in 20 countries and then you come here that's that's, that's, that's even bullshit. worse right yeah, that's <laughs> Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I mean, but that is crazy. I, it's funny. I, I've done a little bit of this now because obviously traveling a lot more and you, you're the same, mm. you know, living in the UK and traveling all over the place, doing gigs across you know, in different countries and stuff. You do go to places that have different laws and it is always kind of just a little bit confusing. Yeah. Like when I was in Denver, because pot is now legal there. Yes. So you can just go to a, a, you know, a pot dispensary, like you go to a bottle shop, hand over your ID Amazing. and then just walk around and buy stuff. Amazing. And then it makes it crazy that that isn't the place. Like, it doesn't make me go, this is a crazy place. Yeah. It makes me go, yeah, no, this is sensible because yeah. they let me buy alcohol everywhere. I yeah. can't go to a 7-Eleven in America without them going, do you want some beer yeah. to drink while you're driving in your car? Yeah. But now there's like a place to go, yeah, or, or you could also get weed. And then you go to everywhere else. And you're like, it's still not legal here at all. I know. Even it's for not- sick people, it's not legal here. And there's a place that I've been just three weeks ago. Hang on, why? I know. I know. I don't. I don't know. Listen, if I was in charge, nothing would get done. I, <laughs> and it's nothing, probably a bad idea. I don't know. Nothing but, much gets done at the moment. Do you know what? If I was in charge, I'd probably put yeah. you in charge. <laughs> My first decree. Yeah, you make you make a lot of sense. I like uh, the kind of you, you do. I have a lot of ideas. I'd need a lot of. I'd need people but, who are good at implementation. Yes. Well, yeah. I'm more a big picture guy. Yeah, but that's good. But what I like about you is you can explain complicated situations in a way that I understand. Yeah, I can dumb, dumb that shit, shit down. down. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's really important because I find I would often not approach any issues because you don't understand and it makes you feel stupid. Right, you, you know what? So I'm sure there's a lot of people who want to be involved and if, and if they knew what was going on in a way that they could understand it, then they'd get really upset about it. It's nice that you say that. And sometimes people – because I, I find it harder work to – try to find that metaphor or explain a complex yeah. issue in a way that everybody can understand or at least get the point that they can get into. Because my thing is always, sometimes I'll get like criticism for, like, you know, almost for dumbing it down. You know what I mean? But I think if you don't, and I don't consider it dumbing down, by no, the way. No, and Make I it, you know, that no, was, no, a, it joke, was a joke. I don't but think it's making it accessible yes. to a broader audience. Yes. But I, I've just never seen the point of only preaching to the choir. Exactly. Like if you just say the things to the people who already believe those things, it's... And you, and there are some people you're never going to convince. Yeah. Like, there's some people who are on the complete opposite. But there's a whole bunch of people, if the idea is presented to them in the right way and you tap into the human, like, yeah. inside them, who go, oh, yeah, actually, you know what, that is that is right or that is what I think and, and maybe I will go and learn more about that in my own time and explore it more and whatever. It's it's more like just a it's – a, it's a sample play. That's it, absolutely. It's, you know what? It's tapas. It's yeah, it's tapas. Just taste a bit, and if you like it, but that's the thing. It's the guy standing in the food court with a, a little toothpick, <laughs> with a little bit of the subway sandwich. And if you if you're not paying attention, you eat too fast, you choke. That's what right. happens. See, it's, it, there's danger involved in it as well. Uh, I've never enjoyed. There's a, there's a few writers um, who are very smart people. And mm-hmm. look, sometimes it's the thing that turns me off with Russell Brand as well. And I'm trying to be on Russell Brand's side with all the things he's talking about because I believe in. The, the principle of a lot of things that he's saying. Mm-hmm. I just wish that he didn't have to use every single word he's ever learned yeah. every time he says things. Yeah. Because sometimes it feels like that takes a... There's like, no need, that, baby. That need to sound important and to sound smart, I think, yeah. does in some way alienate, you know, people from your ideas. Yeah, absolutely. 
But no, I don't think so. But yeah, I don't think, and you've never, you're never going, oh, I've got all the, you know, you're not trying to be that. But I think you can go, oh, that's something I hadn't thought about. And then you can go and look up the inf- more facts if you want to do that. I mean, I was, I was saying this to someone the other day about, uh, uh, about climate change, right? Yeah. And they were they were arguing with me. Uh, I've re, heard of it. Re, yeah. Yeah, well, super smart. Well, uh, educated. Thank you. And what's your opinion on it? Good or bad? <laughs> <laughs> Depends. Where do I live? <laughs> Who am I in the world? Me now? Uh, so uh, somebody was confronting me about a guy called Andrew Bolt, who's an Australian, uh, I guess, political columnist. Uh, yep. Conservative, yep. he would consider himself right wing. Some people would call him. Well, I think labels are unhelpful in these situations. Um, they said, "Well, what if uh, Andrew Bolt's right and like climate change isn't happening? Uh, then you'll feel stupid." And I said, "No, then I'll feel alive. I'm thrilled. I'll, I'll feel I'll, alive. I'll, I'll just feel. Full stop. Yeah, and I will still have. And the the next generation will feel, mm. and the generation after that. I'm happy to live with the embarrassment. Yeah. I yeah. hope he's right more than anything in the fucking world. Yeah. I yeah. hope he's right, and I hope that the over overwhelming majority of the smartest scientists in the world are fucking wrong but based on the evidence of andrew bolt's pretty much never been right about anything else and the scientists have all trained in this area if i have to make a gut call between the two i'm gonna go with the scientists now if it turns out that for some reason bolty's fluked it and they're all fucking nut jobs high fives all round. i will apologize i'll go to his house i'll make him a cake mate i'll put that i'll lay it down i can't cook here's the how about we have this as an agreement right if andrew bolt's right let's Let's assume Andrew Bolt's not right, and let's like you know try to do it's something. Like I was already doing that. Yeah. Weird. yeah. So let's yeah, but this is the step we're not doing. <laughs> okay. Okay. Let's trust all the scientists. Okay. And bring in all the policies to kind of fix it in the way they think. And then if it turns out that Andrew Bolt was right, I promise here on this podcast that I will be his personal slave for the rest of his life, no matter how long he lives. Great. I'm happy. But Good. let's. But we have to try to fix it with science. Does first. he choose what you wear? Sure. At that point, I've given up. <laughs> At that point, I'll be happy with the variety of a costume. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Don't tell him that. Then he'll give you no costume. See, he'll want to fuck with it. I uh, know. I mean, I'm still. I mean, I'm his personal slave, but I'm not like you know. I still have. There'll be still some occupational health and safety, you know, working conditions. Oh, yeah, like, I've got to have yeah. some so pants like on and stuff. And stuff. <laughs> yeah, if he's going to get me to do some whippersnippering, I'm going to have to need, like, you know, <laughs> some sort of crotch protector. Oh, the words whippersnippering make me feel good. I imagine that's what he want me to do, whippersnippering, mostly. In a, in whippersnippering, yeah. He's yeah. got a lot of edges. Yeah. Uh, I imagine yeah. he's a man with an edged back. <laughs> yeah, apparently he grows his own. For somebody who, yeah, you know, uh, sees himself as kind of the champion of the little person, even though he isn't, he's the champion of big business and like you know corporate interests trying to pretend he's looking after the little person he's he's the classic uh you know mouthpiece of you know the power elite which mm-hmm. is somebody who comes out and on behalf of someone like Rupert Murdoch you know uh, blames someone who's less fortunate than the least fortunate person they're always there already is for their problems so that people don't look at the fact that Rupert Murdoch is probably more likely to be the the root of the their problems so uh he also um, sings opera. Uh, no, uh, loves opera. Like he's obsessed with opera, and he grows his own like flowers and stuff. So oh. he's a real working class. Well, dude. yeah. Uh-huh. Also, an immigrant who wants. To, he's one of those classic immigrants who wants to shut the door. Meet, well, his parents Everyone were immigrants. Everyone's in. Is okay. Yeah, everyone's in. Who's okay? But the door that, is shut. That's it. Sorry, right, mate. Last one. Okay, quick. Get in. Yep. All right. Are you the that voice? Awful. Do you, you understand it? You're Sorry. Good. You don't understand it. Get out. Yeah. You made your noise. We made it clear. <laughs> Fuck off. Um, Anyways Schoolies Schoolies Yes Yes I don't know what's called in the UK Sorry You're too popular Did you get that on one of your Many phones 
I've got, which is yeah, very I'm, suspicious. I've got two phones. Two. Well, actually, I don't really have Three two phones. phones. I have two shells of phones. Um, one of them is my American phone, which doesn't work here in Australia, and one's my Australian phone that doesn't work in America. Whatever. It's so, I know what it is. All my podcasts are on my American <laughs> phone. So last night when I walked to the gig, I took yeah. my American phone, which is also what I record my gig on, yeah. and listened to my headphones, but I also had to take my Australian yeah. phone because that's actually a phone. Right. So one's really just an iPod. It's okay. And well, the other right. one's a And what phone. about the diamonds you've got in here? The, that, that's a completely <laughs> separate issue. The, they are that? not blood diamonds. That's the whole point. You're allowed to have diamonds as long as they're not blood diamonds. They're organic diamonds. Are they? Yeah, what they grew inside mean? avocados. There's no dairy? Yeah, no dairy. <laughs> Gluten-free. Yeah, gluten-free yeah. diamonds. Yeah, I'm, I'm, Darling, I love you. So I'm I eating them for breakfast. I haven't changed. Success hasn't food. changed me. LA hasn't changed me, but I'm now eating diamonds for breakfast. Apart from that, <laughs> I'm exactly the same as I used to be. Ha, 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 ha. Oh, so good to sit down. It's nice, isn't it? <laughs> Good to sit down. What's the best thing about podcasts? Well, you get to sit down normally. And the air conditioning. The air conditioning is pretty good yeah. as well. No, and the, the chat, I guess. I guess. So schoolies is an end of the year celebration. No, I'm having a really nice For year time. 12 kids. Oh, I'm having a lovely And it's kind time. of like people are normally 17 or just turned 18. You're about that age of your life. Yeah, it's ridiculous that they let us do it. It's madness. Right. So it's a bunch of – so you, I wasn't even 18 yet because I was one of those unfortunates where my birthday is uh, – at the start of the year, so I wasn't legal until first year uni. January 31 is my birthday, so I was the oh. same. So I missed the whole, yeah, the end of school and all of summer I was still 17. Yeah. Luckily, I mean, I've yeah. been the same height as I am now yeah, since right. I was 14. So it didn't really slow me down. <laughs> I had a friend in high school who kind of looked like me and uh, her key pass right. got a workout. And the thing, this was such a dump, there was all the rumours like you have to just know what your fake Star sign is yeah. like that was the trap. Like the bouncer would be like, "Oh yeah, this is you." But star sign, I like that'd get away with it. But um, yeah, we used to. I was surprised how much shit we used to get into. Anyway, but so it's you guys that age just going away on your own. Yep. To meet up with thousands of other kids from other schools. Yep. On a beach. Yep. It's outrageous, and uh, it was very. So we went to on ours. We went to not Noosa Lawn, maybe. Okay. Maybe it was Noosa. I think it was Noosa actually. Okay. And um, there was an f- apartment. What I like, by the way, is for people who aren't from Australia, those two places are completely different ends of the country. Are they? Isn't Noosa? Aren't they both? They're both on a beach somewhere. <laughs> yeah, they're both on beaches. Where's Lawn? Lawn's down the coast of Victoria. Oh, no, no, no. It's Noosa then. And Noosa's the coast of Queensland. Oh, no, it's neither of those. Hang on, Noosa New South Wales. Yeah, Noosa New South Wales. Yeah, but it's like I'm right up the, uh, the end. And um, so we went, there was like 12 girls and I went to an all-girls school in an apartment together and we used to iron, I have memories of us ironing each other's hairs on an ironing board. Hairs, sounds weird, hair. Yeah, that's hair. weird. Individually? <laughs> what a great school is. Can't believe they let it. it's your turn to iron your hair. Give me yeah. another West Coast cooler and get the iron because you're going to iron my hair. No, on an ironing board because uh-huh. we didn't have straightness. So yep. We'd use an actual iron. Mm-hmm. Do you do it directly to the hair or is there some sort of towel no, or something? No, we'd put a tea towel in <laughs> Nah, don't be an idiot. But that was the year I discovered how, how much of a great wingman I am. Oh, okay. Oh, talk, my talk mum us through that. This, she doesn't know. Um, I sat in the gutter for a while oh. so that my friend could have sex with some dude in my bed. And I, I went, I'll sit in the gutter and wait. Hang on, That's did you have to sit in the gutter? That feels yeah, like you. I feel like I did. It, feel like, it feels like you might have, you could have just gone for a walk or something. It was nighttime. No one like, just stayed hey, nearby. I'm, I'm going to have sex in there. I'm having sex in there. But you're going to sit in the gutter. Because that's the only way I can enjoy it. If I'm you're sitting in the you. gutter. I'm going to text you, make sure you're in the gutter. Right. Can I stand up and lean against the wall? Water. No. <laughs> 
You belong in the gutter. Can I think happy thoughts? No. no you, all you can think about is the gutter and your life in the gutter and how you deserve to be in the gutter. Now, iron my hair. Yeah. My hair. <laughs> So that happened and also it's when I realised that sometimes when I'm uh, in a crisis situation I can get my mum on by which I mean there was one night where one of the girls came back and went, I'll change their name, uh, Sarah. Mm. <laughs> Master of improv. <laughs> <laughs> All you had to do was think uh, of a girl's name that wasn't one girl's know, name. You had the choice really of every other of, girl's name of all that time. made me want to say the real name right. so much more. Yep. Okay. Anyway, they came in and went, they've not come back. They've gone off with some dude. There was mm. a crisis. You know when there's a, you know when you're a teenager, you know, there's a crisis. Were you about to ranks. say, you know when you're a teenage girl? You know when you're a teenage girl? <laughs> yeah. Or always someone's daughter. Uh, you know when there's a cry- you know when there's a group of you and something shit's going down. No, I'm so old. Not particularly not with teenage boys. Like what? there is probably a point. Like boy- men, I think in their kind of early thirties or whatever, turn into kind of teenage girls where there's dramas and like everyone gets a bit too like. But I don't think that. At like, you know, at 17. I think at 17, it's more like fucking Law of the Jungle for teenage right, boys. Okay. Like if one, if a soldier falls, you just fucking move on. Really? And everyone knows that's the rules. Really? Yeah, particularly because boys spend a lot of time like running away from cops and stuff when you're a teenage <laughs> boy, you know, like because you've just got booze on you or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And there's always a kind of fucking rule that it's just like Leave him. every They're man dead. for himself. Don't go, go back. It's like a fucking monster movie. This is fascinating to me because teenage boys are like loose cannons. Oh, like loose when cannons. I see in my audience, I'm like, I have no point of reference. I don't understand you. I, they're, they're terrifying to me because I go, you, you're capable of anything because I don't understand how your mind works. Like teenage girls, I kind of get what's going on uh-huh. a bit. So that's, and that's more scary, so they just don't... Oh, I think teenage them. boys are like... Are they more scared of me than I am of them? <laughs> <laughs> Probably, actually. <laughs> well, do you know, I don't know how to handle them, but I feel like I'd be classified as... I'm a, I'm a, I'm a woman now. <laughs> so I feel like I should scare them, right? Right. I don't know. I don't Not think like that's right. Not like I should right. go out of my way to scare them, but... No. They certainly don't do that. Um, Celia Pacola is doing this new thing. She's going door to door. Just scaring, just scaring children. It's Halloween every day. Uh, so, no, I think that, I mean, you just, you're so full of hormones, particularly, but also boys' brains don't mature as quickly. So, you, yeah, when's yours? No, I can't even back that up. I'll but, go. but, I mean, but it's true. There is a major discrepancy between the, yeah. uh, you know, and. That doesn't mean that it's true in every case, obviously, as people know. But as a general rule, it's that's the reason that a lot of the time they – because my one of my big bugbears, okay, if you did put me in charge, I would what? get rid of all uh, schools that are not uh, co-educational. You would have to have boys and girls in the same but schools. I, but I turned out all right, didn't I? I went to all girls. I, but this is an interesting – yep. I think in general. I'm not – but here's the point. Okay, I understand yep. why they'd like to separate them because the, the argument is often that boys are a disruptive influence yes. on girls because boys don't concentrate as well and are mucking around more. And, but I think my broader picture is, yes, but schoolwork is kind of important. But at the idea that school, what you learn at school, has any real importance in your life is nonsense. All you're doing is just getting a general knowledge that then when you go on to – all school needs to prepare you for, mm-hmm. at minimum, is to be a citizen in the world and get along in the world. You should be able to be able to pay your taxes and you know learn how to you know get a job and you know be qualified enough to add up your change and you know be educated enough in English and stuff to you know yeah compose an email or you know communicate with someone about your business. They should be we should be giving everybody a broad range of life skills. Now, the three biggest things probably that will happen in anybody's 
life, the three biggest things that will be important to you in your life will be uh, having a child, if, if that's the sort of thing that people want to do, mm-hmm. having a job and having a relationship, right? Mm-hmm. They are things that most people, like the big three things in their life will be defined by those things, right? Now, we spend a little bit on having a job, but I still don't think we teach enough to people about find something that you love and, you know, make it your passion, you know, invent, you know, do something you would do for free and, you know, invent an industry of the future, you know. Half the jobs, particularly for this new generation, half the jobs that they're going to have when they leave school. I think even now, half the jobs that exist now weren't jobs when those people finished school, right? So the idea that we're teaching them on our old knowledge about what their job will be in the future. No, we have to teach them how to learn. We have to teach them how to use the internet. We have to teach them how to adapt and be able to then, you know, adapt to whatever the industries of the future are or create the industries of the futures out of their own heads. The second one is you're going to spend a lot of your life with the opposite sex. Mm -hmm. Like most people, I mean, obviously, you know, gay people, it's the same sex. But the point is that most of the time you're going to have to be learn how to behave men and women together. Yeah. Why would we separate each other in our most formative years so that we build up all these myths and ideas? The amount of times I've had a conversation with a girl about what she thought guys were like or what she thinks guys think oh, totally. and vice versa. Because if you leave guys alone, they invent all these stories about sex and women and what women want and what they need. And yeah. I think that feeds into the ongoing misogyny that's prevalent throughout our you can't tell me that boys' schools aren't breeding more of the nonsense we don't need rather than less of it. Yeah. Like if you treat you know, the per- people we're meant to share our lives with as an other, then in the same way as like, you know, you talk about people from overseas. If you don't know them, if you don't see them as real people, they become, you yes. know, girls, things that you could fuck or finger or like, you know, not people that you like and hang out with. So I just feel that it's better for all of us, for us always to be in the mix and for it to be – told to people this is how life is you're going to be surrounded by men and women and people from other countries and get used to it because if you're not used to it you're going to fuck up this world yeah um i agree i i mean i i would i don't know i don't know yeah I, I absolutely agree you still find boys and i but you do girls are the same in terms of that inventing of stuff we have you have no idea so it all just goes around and around and and there's an ego thing about you don't want them to think that you don't already know that so you're like yeah i do so no one you're scared often too scared to ask right and then people get themselves into situations they shouldn't because no one's talking to them honestly about stuff because we none of us fucking know yeah and we're not having conversations about these things these things that will define us for the rest of our lives i don't think it's a cure-all i don't i'd be interested to see what would happen because i think i don't have any cure-alls i know nobody has a cure-all no yeah yeah and what what might, might be better for like here's the thing everything has an opportunity cost there would be people who probably don't get you know, but I think an, uh, an overwhelming – we need to look at what education, what the point of education is, like why we're actually yeah. educating, you know, people. Yeah, I don't remember. Like I was, yeah. why don't we teach people simple things? I know this sounds like such tax. a petty thing, but if we taught people that, hey, here's a thing that you could do as a as, – as a, maybe like a class called citizenship or good citizenship or something yeah. like that. Teach people that you walk on the side of traffic on a footpath, on a sidewalk, that yeah. is the – flow of traffic so that everybody doesn't bump into each other in the street can you imagine how much stress would be taken out of the world like if we just immediately dealt with that as a fucking issue if someone lets you in tiny wave tiny wave (laughs) like i would honestly start on that and if we just started doing those things all the time i think a lot of the other stuff would get better yeah teach people that we're in it together and we have to work together so all of us benefit yeah 
Oh, good. Well, okay, I so we solved I'm that. I'm going to put you in church. Anyway, so, in church. so the girls have gone away to schoolies. You're ironing each other's hair. You're hanging out oh, in yeah, the gutter. Oh, yeah, so there was a crisis. There's a crisis. Oh, this was when I, yep. I realised there was a crisis. Someone came in and went, Sarah, real name, obviously, <laughs> has not come back. She's gone off with some guy and we can't find her. It was a drama. And I and I was asleep and I heard the ruckus and I came in. I think I put a polar fleece on. I've never been so mum okay. in my life. I was Here like, I walked out. I was like, what's pop- going on? And they went, oh, Sarah yeah. has gone. We can't find. She hasn't come back. Or she was not. She's not answering her phone. She won't talk to us because they'd had some fight. And I was okay. like, "Oh, get her." Nicole and I'm like, "I'm coming to get you, stay there." And I walked through the night to some camp full of dudes. I took her by the hand and dragged her home. So it was good. I learned in in the crisis that I get my get the I get a real. You mum. slowed down your mum pole. Put on your fleece and I put my fleece on. I was like, "What's happening?" All right, get in the car. You know that. Mum, like, I don't know what you. My mum was like, "Like you know, we'll talk about it in the morning, kind of vibe." There's no point in getting mad at anyone right now. Let's just all get everyone home safe and deal with what's happening. In fact, I did it on New Year's Eve as well. I had to yell, told people to go play outside because someone smashed a glass and they were too drunk to try and help me. And I was like, "I'm dealing with it. Just go out, go play outside." I um, wasn't good at that early on. I've learnt that. I've learnt it from a few people. It was interesting. Because I I learned a bit from Limo, our friend Limo. Um, he's a good man. He's good at being like a man in those situations where you just have to sp- speak to someone straight or call through the bullshit. Yeah. And I have this other mate, Vaughn. Like a friend of ours one night, like after a big party we'd had, was like about to go home. And this is like, yeah, we were all in our 30s. But like was probably going to go and make a bad choice at that yeah. time in the morning. And yeah. she was leaving with this guy. And Vaughn has just gone to the front door, folded his arms and just gone, Oi! And just d- did that like dad <laughs> thumb over the shoulder, oh, like gave the back in here. And she just turned around yeah. and was back in the house. And I was like, you just get someone pregnant now. Yeah. Get someone pregnant now and have kids because you are an awesome dad. dad. Yeah. Because but, that, yeah, that's great. I live with uh, Geraldine Hickey, who we know and love very well. She's really good at that. She's good at, go home, mate. Yeah. It's time to go home, mate. I love you, but it's time to go. Yeah, it's, we're done. <laughs> Uh, I, I actually did one of these ones recently because um, we had a surprise party uh, at the house. In fact, uh, when I say a surprise party, I mean it was a surprise to me. Oh, uh, it was a Friday. Yeah, another one from your birthday? No, it wasn't. For, no, so, uh, so here's what happened. Okay. Uh, it was a Friday night just before Christmas. I've been doing my improv shows at yeah. the comedy store. So I've got, I'd flown into Australia on the Tuesday. I've had like four improv shows that week. You know, so I'm feeling pretty weary, right? Yeah. And so it's Friday night, the show's been done, it was a good show, and I thought, beautiful. I'm just going to sit in the backyard, it was a hot like night in Sydney, I'm going to sit out by the pool, like we've finally got the heating in the pool to work, so like, I was like, the pool was warm, and I was like, this is great, I'm just going to enjoy my house that like I pay my mortgage on and have literally lived in a week this yeah. year. I'm going to like, you know what I mean? I don't need to do anything other than just go. Dust, probably. Right, oh, yeah. So I was like, I'm just going to sit by the pool, right? And there was like uh, two other people over, that was it, like, you know, just so like, and they weren't hanging out with me mm-hmm. they were in another part of the house I was just out there with the dog and just like really just enjoying the night and then so I've got my back to the front door but the house is kind of like the front door opens up and then mm-hmm. the house kind of opens up out the back into the backyard and stuff and so I've heard this like it's probably 10 11 o'clock at night maybe even a little bit later I'm not really mm-hmm. sure probably maybe 11 or 12 o'clock at night and the door opens and just all these people come in and it turns out that um, Charlie Clawson who you yes. know obviously I used to do the podcast with he he's on Home and Away now and they'd all been at the Home and Away rap party oh. and then whatever venue they were at had like closed and somebody's like hey where can we go and Charlie suggested no, come over to my place right yeah. 
because I've got like, you know, a big you know, backyard <laughs> and a pool and stuff. So he's like, yeah, you should come over, right? Anyway, they were all lo- lo- lovely. That is not the point. No, no, but they genuinely were all lovely. We had, we had a really good time or whatever. But there was a point at 4.30 in the morning where – because there's a uh, we have a piano in the oh, in the living room, know. right? And yeah. there was I'm gonna say twelve of the cast of Home and Away, <laughs> like around that piano, like one of them playing piano, and they're all singing harmonies and doing like rap remixes that are totally like pitch perfect on point because they're all you know young Talented drama stuff, kids, yeah. you know, like there's a nude guy in the pool and like, you know, like but a home and away stud, like, yeah. you know, nude swimming in my pool and I just walked into the living room and I said, guys, you don't have to go home but you can't Yay! stay here. <laughs> I love that as a line. It was like I couldn't. Mate, if I had a mate, bell, I'd be fucking ringing it. Right. <laughs> okay. I love you but fuck off. Okay, yeah, I totally get that. It's your hat. I mean, that's fair enough. You were it was fair. fun. I had a really good time, Actually, but there was yeah. just that point where I was like, "They're not going to leave that's unless gonna, I." That's not this gonna is just stop. gonna. This is gonna go on because, like, there was a point where I thought it was petering out. Like around two, most yeah, people go, left, right. and I thought, "Okay, well, it's, nah, this is that's who gets you. It's the hardcore stays. There's a small right. group who are surprisingly loud. You're yeah. like, how are you? How are you making that much noise? Yeah, yeah." Who who see the panic in everyone else? You're like whoever's in now is locked in. It's kind of it's a lock in mentality, and you had that, and you did well. Yeah, I probably could have gone over to the person playing the piano and say, "Do you know Piano Man? Just play that and see if they get the <laughs> fucking <laughs> play New York, New York." That's what. I'm... Well, I think it's because I worked in. I was a waitress for such a long time, and to this day, I have a I inherent fear of being. I can't be the last person left in a place. Oh. I hate it because I know how much we hated the last person. Right. We didn't hate them, but they meant they were standing in between. Going home and work. Oh, no, no, no. I get it. So, like, we'd put the air conditioning on and, like, can I get you anything else? Like, uh, your bill, coat, taxi? Like, that kind of thing. And uh, so now I can't – I don't understand how people can be so comfortable when clearly everyone is – Just waiting thing. for them to leave. You're standing in the way of them, their night finishing. It's the worst. Um, so, and then a schoolie – so they're the highlights of schoolies and I kiss a very tall basket. I kiss a basketballer. He's American, I think. Hang on. You kissed an American basketballer? Beach. Yep. Uh, on the beach. Black guy or a white guy? White guy. Okay. Don't think he was an American basketballer then. Well, he was American <laughs> and he was tall. I feel like that was. I feel like that's another situation of in the gutter. I feel like I might have added that. Maybe right. that's not real. Uh, it's a long time ago. No. Okay. So he was tall. How tall was he? How tall was yeah. he? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I don't remember. I don't remember. No, but like, did you have to stand on something to kiss him, or nah. like, it was not? Did he have to like nah, lean down? That's a beauty down? of the sand beach. You just dig holes. <laughs> <laughs> if you could just you step in into there. this hole that I've prepared, thank you. <laughs> Which is not sexy in any other context. <laughs> oh, it's good for you I though, because you're. Saying, I'm going to be here in the gutter, I'm so you're going to have to be in a pretty big I'm hole. I'm going to dig you a large hole. Yeah, okay. I've, d- I've dug my own gutter here just so I feel comfortable. <laughs> So okay, well that's, but that's I exciting. don't think yeah, but it was debaucherous. I can't believe our parents let you let you go on it. And there's pa- there's police around, and nothing bad happened. Like you know, I remember. Uh, well, I was watching a great bit of footage. Uh, Peter Halley was showing me. I've been in Melbourne doing the project, and he's uh, 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 thanks to all the people who've given me feedback online about my performance on the project. Yes, I know I need a haircut. I'm getting one next I week. D- really, I just here's the t- oh. Like you don't have Every ridiculous hair. The only reason I would comment online about hair would it'd have to be like outrageous. Oh, no, I know. 
every one of my even when I get my hair cut, people comment. I get so much more feedback about my hair than about anything else that I do. It's fucking ridiculous. It is ridiculous. Uh, Anyway. I don't know why people. Th- anyway, what it doesn't really days? bother me, but it's like, but it is one of those things where I'm like, like people have been messaging me this week. Look, you need a haircut. I'm like, yeah, I need a haircut. I'm getting my haircut next week before my DVD because guess what? I care more about my DVD yeah. than I care about this stupid fucking show. Yeah, <laughs> really great show that you really like. No, I, I mean, yeah, that's, yes, yes. No, it's an it's an okay show. I enjoy doing it. Everyone there is really nice. I mean, I've talked before on this podcast about the problems I actually have with the show. I don't think it's a. I think oh. it's a series of compromises that mean, in my opinion, if mm. I was running that show, it would not look like that. Uh-huh. I think there are so many things going on in that show that it detracts from the show as an overall whole. Like I'd like, rather them give it some more time, some more space, get the people that you have on to actually have conversations about the issues rather than having Throwing to say to, something to for say, 10 seconds yeah. and then move on. I wish it had more of an edge and a perspective. Yeah. Um, but, you know. They asked me to do the show and they they, yeah. they I yeah, they let me plug my gigs and they're all fucking lovely to work for and I always try to do a good job. But yeah. you know, it doesn't mean that but I get a fucking haircut. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but then you have to put up with fuckheads going or people going, Oh hey, why isn't the BBL on? I wanna watch the BBL and I'm like, I wanna watch the BBL, but oh, I don't yeah. fucking program channel ten, oh, mate. Yeah, yeah. Why are you a, contacting that's me? That's a sport thing, everyone. I got that. I got yeah. it. The big bash league. Um I'm doing. I've been doing junkets for them. Hang on, what? I've been doing movie junkets for the project since oh, I've been in the UK. Yeah, that's Interviewing right. That's true. People. You interviewed like. I was uh, gonna message you because I interviewed someone that I knew, I feel like I wasn't because I you'd really want to. This is the thing. It's like because I don't want to be like oh I interviewed them, but there was someone and I was like you would really like to meet them, but I thought you'd be mad at me because you probably want to ask them something good. Who? Who was it? Uh, well. Um, oh, should it, I guess? Give me a clue. Oh, uh, there well, there's. There's, oh, there's two. Well, okay. there's no way you'll guess. There's two. One of them's a one of them's a woman okay. from a show that you love. Okay. And one of them is a man who is who is a le- legend in a genre that you love. Ooh. Oh, good. Come on, that was good. That was really good. Okay. And there's two, so if you could get bored. Okay. Of so the woman. Okay. Uh, is she like? We'll do it twenty questions though. Okay, you know. but I might not know much about her other than that. But okay. Oh, okay. Uh, is it an American TV show? Yes. Uh, is it? And, and the show that she's from that you love is not what I was talking to her about. No. Okay. Uh, is it's it... Not, it doesn't have to be super recent. Evangeline Lilly? Yes! Okay. Right. So... I gave you too many clues. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. So you're talking to her about the, the Elfie movies? Yes. Yeah. But what happened was, because there was three of them at a time, three, it was her, Lando Bloom and Leaper, all the elves. Yep. And there's three of them. And I went in and for some reason she was sitting in my chair. And they went, oh, like, so she, so it went her sitting in the interviewer chair uh-huh. and then Lee Pace, then a space and then Orlando Bloom. And they brought me in. They went, I'll accept, you know, advantages of your chair unless you want to, and didn't finish that sentence. I'm like, you don't tell me twice. So I sat. Right. I in between sat. the boys. So then she interviewed me. It, it, I'll show you that. Anyway, I just freaked out. It's a shame because it would, could have been really, really funnier than it was, but my brain just couldn't compute <laughs> what was happening. Right. Anyway, so guess the other one. Okay, okay. So the other one was, uh, what was the clue about that? He's oh, he's from guy. a genre that I enjoy. Yeah. Okay. He's a legend. Yeah, I, yep. He's a legend in a, like an entertainment though. This yeah, is, yeah, He's yeah. a movie star. Yes. And he's a legend in a genre. I think so. I think he's very important in the, in the, in the. Superheroes? The... Superheroes? Um, and that was a nod, yes. So, yes, yes. <laughs> Good for a podcast. <laughs> That's, uh, Celia's doing a new thing. It's called a nodcast. <laughs> 
That's 55 minutes of silence. <laughs> agreeable silence. That's really yeah. funny. If you just want some agree, if you want some agreeable, that's the podcast you could do because you don't. People don't even really need to know, but you just like do a series of nods. And every now and then, I shake my head. And you don't know. You silence. don't know, but you might get the feeling if you just listen to it. You'd be like, hang on. But if you just need someone to silently agree with you, like if none of your friends are there for you, yeah, maybe you could do a video one. Like, yeah. and it is you just nodding and feeling understanding. So if someone's got a problem or whatever, hey. they could put that up. And you've got one of those faces that looks like what? Looks like what? Finish that sentence. It, looks like what? Not that I'm defensive or anything. Right. Looks like what? No, what? you have a uh, sympathetic, like, you know, I think that if, let's your mum thing, you'd put on your fleece and like if someone was like, you know, telling you the problems, I think that people would be reassured by seeing your face, giving them a sort of little gentle nod, you know? I'm going to allow it. <laughs> <laughs> and then I wonder, I could, I could give a shit about that. Yeah, that was nothing. <laughs> I do, I do, I do have a face. Anyways, this is a really fun game. Okay, so um, he's uh, so is he? Uh, he's an actor. Yes. Uh, and is he in a film that came out last year? Yes, I don't even know if it's out here yet. I think it is. Oh, okay. Uh, and it's a superhero film that just came, or may have come out here, or has just come out in the US. I hope you like him. I feel uh, like you'd like him. Michael Keaton. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, about your Birdman, yeah. which is not a superhero film, but he has well, been. Well, you know, it's kind but, of, but he is. Yes. He is from the. He when was, I, when he I, was when the I was Batman. giving you clues yeah. about him. No, no. He is from that. Genre. He's my second favorite Batman. Everybody is knows he? it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's, he, he, was, he was really nice. He got it, He got a bit. I don't know. We'll see. It hasn't come out yet, but anyway. But yeah, he, but I feel like I wanted. There's these people, and I feel guilty. Is he a bit crazy? Like, you like could... did you feel like he was a bit crazy? Like, does he have that? Because I've never really. I I really like Michael Keaton. I've always enjoyed him, and I've always enjoyed his work. And Charlie and I are both big Michael Keaton fans, and yeah. always like, I hope he gets this huge. And like Birdman feels like maybe this is the huge comeback He's thing. Real, but have you seen it? N- no, I haven't seen it yet. But I um I am looking forward to it. Like, you know, um, I've heard mixed things yep. about it. Uh, but I, I like him. But did he seem a bit crazy? Is he a bit crazy? Maybe well, I watched a, a lot of interviews beforehand with him and I was, he just seemed like such a cool – he was great in all the interviews. He was really funny and really concise and interesting and blah, blah, blah. I think it was early, it was early in the morning and I forget that by that point because I did ask, you know, something about the – the Batman thing because of course I have to. It's four minutes, right. and he but got also, it. And he was a bit like, um, you could tell he was already sick of being asked. And I'm like, I know, but but you I'm also are making things. a movie where you're playing a guy yeah. who was the. It's all you know, playing with that mythology of his own life. So you can't be that upset. Like that's like somebody like you know getting upset that he, they played Stephen Hawking and somebody's like, so you had to be in a wheelchair. Yeah, like, yeah. Well, you probably knew you this know, was coming. You know, yeah. <laughs> So I don't know. So I thought he's nice. I made it. He laughed. He laughed. He was laugh, but he's got intense. They've all got really intense. Those you know people you go. I understand. What you, super charismatic people yep. have got those eyes where you go. Do you know what? I reckon you could probably convince me of anything. 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 And I never want to be on your bad side. Right, but that's, I, I think those. But that's why those people become movie stars. Yeah, movie stars because there's something electric about, about them. them. Yeah, right. And the, <laughs> and there's something that I mean. You know, they're kind of using their powers because those sort of people, that's what Bill Clinton is. Yeah. You know, that's what everybody says about him. Like the, if you meet him, like the, over, the force of his personality, the you goodness. could get him to do anything. He could get you to do anything. 
And, well, as we know, you apparently can. Yeah. How about put that <laughs> cigar me, up in your vagina? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was the real thing. That was the, the real thing was that he put a cigar in a. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, he didn't. Yes. Why would you do that? I mean, oh, I don't. Oh, I know what. <laughs> 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 I just figured it out. It's okay, everyone. Figured it out. Don't email me. Don't send me diagrams and stuff. I figured it out. I got it. I know now. <laughs> Some people wouldn't know. People are going right I think now. People, I think people would work it out as quickly as you did, though, if they really thought about it. <laughs> so that makes I feel no like sense at all. Uh, this is this is even more intriguing than the mystery of who let the dog. Oh, no, no, yeah. But yeah, super, yeah, super charismatic people. People who you it's dangerous, and I, as I yeah. know, you know, sociopaths often super charming, really charming people can get away with, you know. It's terrifying. Well, I mean, I do sometimes think this because obviously, you know, in our line of work, yes. that, you know, we, we are professional people manipulators. Like, I mean, that's what oh, we're yeah. doing. And I don't mean that necessarily in a bad way, but you learn how to, you know, control an audience almost. Like, you know, how to like, I mean, I like to think it's a two-way thing that you're doing it with them. But yes. at the same time, you, you start to like, you know, know what button to push or what trigger to play or like a way to lean into things or a way to convince people or a way to phrase something to make you know, the point that you make. And I always do wonder, you know what? I probably could have just used these same skills I have to be a really successful con man. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, yeah, maybe that, maybe. I, You'd be the most hilarious con man around. Right. But I can, you know, I can talk my way out of shit. I was like, that could have been, I could have just talked my way into fucking billions or something and had several, ident- I can't do voices, so the identity is ah! probably. <laughs> and you're quite tall, so disguise as a. Well, hang on, I'm what? not that tall. I'm not yes, you are. Six foot two. Yeah, that's tall. That's not tall. It's like that's kind of normal. Huh? Well, it's harder for you to, to hide in a crowd because you're tall. Well, Unless I mean, you're in a crowd of tall. Yeah, I'll just go to like out of basketball. I'll be fine. fine at a basketball game. <laughs> Pete, I'll stand out for being too short. Like, hang on, is that that international con man? <laughs> I wish I could do voices. Would you? Do you find the idea of disguise uh, a, a, an attractive one? Yep. Oh, yeah. that's, is that the, the superhero stuff? Uh, no. Oh, yeah. I, there is something about a secret identity that I do find, yeah, quite attractive. Is that because you're famous? Do you think? No. I, think, of, you know. I don't know. I don't, well, it's hard to know yeah. like, w- where it comes from. I know it's in my head, but I don't know exactly what, yeah, the origin moment where I thought this was like. But I do have real genuine fantasies of just... I was oh, actually, you know what? At the home and away party, one of the the guys, in fact, the new guy in the pool, has a beautiful <laughs> has a beautiful French girlfriend, and so I was I talking to does. her. Yeah, of course he does. Yeah. And I was talking to her about uh, Paris and how uh, when I'd had like uh, th- there was a time in my life where like things hadn't been going great, and I was just going to have like six months off, and I was going to just go and live in Paris. Mm-hmm. And I said it'll be one of the real regrets of my life that that didn't happen. Like there's not many things that I regret. There's not many things that I look back because it all made me who I am now and blah, blah, blah. And it's all happened anyway, so you can't do anything about it. But when I look back on you know, things like that would have been cool, I just would have loved to go and live somewhere for six months where I didn't know anyone, where yeah. I didn't speak the language, I'd have to learn to speak the language where no one knew me and just kind of exist, you know, yeah. in that sort of – and then – the more I think about that, the more that idea becomes like I think something about going to America has at least fulfilled it in a more practical way for me, which is my life there is 
virtually anonymous. I might as well be, you know, an international con man coming to town yeah. to fucking take – I'm just taking their money with jokes rather than, you know, exploiting them yeah. in another Still way. Still now, though? Do you feel it? As I mean, like, there's, whereas, like, I mean, there's yeah. pockets and stuff. But no, no, the overwhelming majority, if I'm playing 300 people, you know, in like a club in Cleveland or whatever – Ten of them probably yeah. know who I am. Previous, yeah, you know, good, like so. It? There's some people. I but feel like, that with the UK as well. Yeah, it's good. I don't like an expectation. It's nice. I mean, I've, I always enjoy. I don't know. There's something about even last night we were both doing uh, the Imperial Hotel gig in Melbourne, which is fucking great. Oh, great it was the first it? time I'd ever done it. And oh yeah, yeah. I I really actually wanted to try something. I'm still kind of just fiddling with a few things for the DVD because it's only a week and a half away now, and I just want to like. There's part of me that wants to get it all perfect, but there's another part of me that's like, you've been doing this show. These are the last two shows that I'll ever do of it. There's part of me that's like... Nodcast, everyone. Yeah. That was a perfect Nodcast moment. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> perfect Nodcast moment. Yeah. Uh, so I did a Nodcast with Fleety, but that was a completely different ah. uh, scenario. Uh, so <laughs> I... Um, I there's part of me that also doesn't want to substantially change it because I think that the DVD should be a document of the show yeah. that I did all year rather than me, like, you know. Doing something, a, a different show. Right. Being a different yeah. Show, yeah. But I, there was a couple of things I still don't think that are quite exactly what I'm trying to do and maybe just even like a joke or a word or a different slant. So I decided I would do gigs after the shows this week when I'm doing the project to try to try those things. But then I got up the Imperial last night and I just was like – it, it just didn't feel right to just like go into some bit and try to work on it in that – sometimes you've just got to go with the moment and the yeah. energy and you can do that at the Imperial Hotel on Tuesday night when no one was there to see me. Like I wasn't meant to be on. Like I, I wasn't on the lineup or anything like that. So I just feel permission. Yeah. Like for, So for 15 minutes I just – yeah, improvised and mucked around and threw some ideas in the air and just fucking saw what happened. If ever if they'd all if they were all there to see me and they'd paid money to see me, I suddenly feel like I can't do that. Yeah, I feel like I have a responsibility to, to not take that risk, even though I'm sure the people who were there last night probably enjoyed seeing me do what I did last night more than they would have enjoyed oh, seeing me run through my material. But the the expectations off, and so you feel like you have that freedom to experiment. And I feel like that with overseas as well. Yeah, you feel like because they haven't necessarily walked in the door, you know, that you have a kind of a blank slate to approach things how you want to approach things. Yeah, they don't know who you are. Yeah. I still have an issue with what I was talking to you about last night. I can't. I'd rather. I'd like to be able to <laughs> be okay with eating shit uh-huh. on stage, and then I might learn from it rather than panicking and going. I just never want it to happen. In the moment, I'll never just go, okay, this is happening. This is interesting. I'll panic and do really old – you know? So it's always – so I'll rarely really fucking die, but I'll have more just fine gigs. You know what I mean? Here's, a, here's the thing that I would say, and I don't know. I mean, I think that you have to come to all this stuff in your own time and it clicks for you where it clicks for yeah. you. But the improv shows were really good. Set list was really good. And then the improv shows were really good for – me resetting my mind when it comes to that sort of, um, you know, not embracing failure. And I'm certainly not one of those people who, like, you know, some comics will go out there and intentionally try yeah, to I can't do it. I die can't do it then to try to get it. No. I mean, it's hard enough to do anyway. I'm going to try to do it well. Yeah. But when I was doing the improv show, somebody asked me, they were like, yeah, but surely you have like some material up your sleeve. And I said, no, 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 no. That would be the worst thing. Yeah. Because I would go to it. Yeah. My brain would know it was there. And the minute yeah. I got in trouble, I would go to that. Yeah. You've got to 
So the thing that I do every night when I walk out on those shows is I say, whatever happens tonight, I will be better at what I do by the end of this if I don't cheat. Yeah. Right? And then they're good. Like that's the truth. Once you let yourself say, even if this is the worst thing, the worst gigs I've ever done, if, if it is, I will learn something amazing from this that I did not know about myself and about comedy beforehand, then it doesn't go bad because you've kind of – You've, you've gone, well, if that happens, great, I'll deal with that. But the truth of it is when that starts to happen, you can then, because you're in the moment and you're not worrying, mm. you can recognize it and pull it up and it never goes there because everybody's in that moment with you and you can actually be inside the comedy and inside the joke rather than kind of you know, above it and you know looking down on your gig or whatever. Yeah, I need to shake. I get really hung up on um... – well, a small part of it is uh, this is done, but it is part of it. Is as a lady comic is is I don't want to be a woman being shit at comedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel a little bit representative, and also because some people in the audience have never seen you know the whole thing. If a guy's right. shit at comedy, that guy's shit at comedy. If a woman's shit at comedy, all women are shit at comedy. Yeah. So I don't. I sort of feel protective of my gender to do a good job, and also I'm parent. You know, people who haven't seen me before, and I yeah. don't want you know how input that first they go, oh, that's what they're like, right? And I know that that shouldn't matter to me in the long run, but yeah. But also, that. here's what I would say the most is that particularly comics. I've actually talked about this with yeah. you, and I've talked about it uh, about you. <gasps> Without My you, favorite thing in the world. <laughs> no, uh, is when I came and saw your show in oh, yeah. Edinburgh. Yeah, but yeah. I said to you afterwards, I'd already seen the show in Melbourne, mm. like when on a great night. Thank fuck. But but it wouldn't have mattered to me because if the show's great and you're doing the show well, which you did that night, like you were doing a really good performance. The audience weren't good that night, mm. but it wasn't like you were doing a bad job or you were in the moment. In fact, I, I the opposite. I was like, there was a couple of times where I was like, oh man, like she's really. Like I can't, I could not see it in your eyes that it was, and I knew that this wouldn't have been yeah. the like the response you were looking for. Yeah. They were just a dead fucking crowd, yeah. you know. And but I couldn't tell to watch you, right? But I think a comedian will judge you more because comedians get it. We've all had shitty gigs, and we all know what a fucking hard Thursday night is in the middle of a fucking run. Mm. We're looking to see how you're doing and how you're dealing with it, you know. And I think you're always better off to just be in the moment and call the thing and embrace whatever's happening. Mm. And comedians will dig that. You know, they'll dig. People will be impressed by that. The thing that I see in LA all the time, this, uh, this is a better example, is that a lot of the people who get, you know, are getting shows and getting opportunities and getting cast on things are never the best person, like the person who kills the most on the lineup when they're on a lineup. But they're the most interesting comedian on that lineup. Yeah, right. You know, the dude, the dude before them and the dude after them will storm, yeah, and will still be in that club storming, you know, five years later. Yeah. But when this other guy's got their own great TV show or you know movie or whatever it is, because they're great. Yeah. You know, and I think it's it's more about that, just kind of opening yourself up to. Be- anyway, this is probably boring shop talk for people, but sorry, people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't think it is. I just like the talking. I've been listening to, to these, these heaps. I just really enjoy it. I like having people talking in my ears. It feels good. Right. <laughs> don't you listen to, you listen to podcasts with headphones? I like it. I like walking around and having little people in your 
head. Oh, no, I mean, that's that's all I... I mean, when it's I'm overseas, you know, like I'm in a new city and it's quite a nice little contrast because often I'll be like, you know, walking around Chicago but listening yeah. to my friends on the little oh, dum-dum That's what I used to do. That's how I know. kept up with, with what your friends go on and it's weird because you see them and they know you know what's been happening. It's, oh. it's like hanging out with them except you don't get to t- say anything. Justin so. hates it because he'll go to tell yeah. me stories and oh, I'll be like, yep, heard, heard it on the podcast. Heard yeah. it. Heard it. Um, I can't wait to see Justin. I haven't seen him yet since I've been back. Yeah, we went to uh, Bali. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You haven't told me. Oh, first of all, just quickly, did you do anything crazy for your schoolies? I uh, didn't do schoolies. Oh, what? Yeah, you yeah, no. Did you kiss a basketball uh, or on a beach? In a no. Hole? In the gutter? No, I never Boring. did. <laughs> yeah, summer was in the gutter. <laughs> There's time, mate. It's still time. <laughs> Celia Piccoli, Oscar Wilde of Australian That's schoolies. Me. You're <laughs> in the gutter, but you're staring <laughs> at the are, stars. Some of us are kissing a basketball <laughs> in a hole. Kissing an American basketball stars. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, so you just went to Bali for uh, Lemo's the wedding. wedding. So, wow. Lemo got married in Bali. And now, I'd never been to Bali. Um, not because... Uh, I've never been. For yeah. people who don't know uh, Bali, Bali is uh, in, in, in Indonesia. And uh, there's just been a massive uh, terrorism warning. They just did the alert today that there's oh. been... Yeah. While we were there, there was a little bit of chatter as well. That like, But they've... Uh, Aussies are on high alert or alert now, like for Indonesia. So there was a little bit of that in the air while we were there, but it's such a beautiful place. But there are parts of it that kind of, because it's cheap, uh, attract the worst of, like there's parts of Mexico. The Americans will understand this. It's a very high, it's a big tourism place for Australians because it's cheap and close and hot. Sometimes by, we're not exporting the best of. Best of us, no. the best of it's us. It's almost like when you know our, our uni our uni people go to the UK and they're the ones yeah. the loudest one because it's unfortunate that some places in the world just get us when we're dickheads. So yeah. everyone in their <laughs> life span has the dickhead years, yes, which is like nineteen to twenty one, <laughs> and we export them because we go on holidays. So the UK think we're dickheads because that's where they get our dickhead years. True, Bali think we're dickheads, and yeah. we get we don't really get anyone. I, I, no, I think we get British and Irish sort British of like, you know, th- those sort of backpackers and stuff. But I've never been to Bali because here's what I think about. Here's what I think about. If someone said to me, Celia, would you like to go to Bali? And I say, no, thank you. I've had diarrhea. Oh, like, yeah, right. That is every, I've never met anyone who's gone there and not come back and gone. Well, relationships. Firstly, firstly, now you have. So. What? I, you Did you not have diarrhea? No, but I don't I, believe you. Well, it's, it's true. coming for you. It's no, waiting. Yeah, <laughs> it's delayed Bali Valley. Yeah, yeah. Can you get it a week later? So, well, how's this? Limo and Kel, like five days before their wedding or whatever, as they're going over there, they had gastro. They oh, took gastro no. to Bali. No. The first people ever no, we're who've full. imported gastro. <laughs> We've got enough. We have, well, we, we heard you're the place to cover gastro, so yeah. we brought you a present. Slate Chappelle Corby taking pot to Bali. <laughs> like, it's already there, mate. <laughs> That's so funny. What do you get a place that has heaps of diarrhea? We yeah. thought you, you, this is, you did the right What's that boogie bird it? bag full of? Diarrhea. diarrhea. We brought in our own diarrhea. You're we, welcome. We don't like no, the local us. diarrhea. We've really had to tie a bow on it, but we manage it. I, uh, as people who know, um, uh, who listen to this uh, podcast, I'm uh, metaphobic, which is means that if when people, uh, when people vomit or I see oh, people you're vomit, a or whatever, I'm a sympathetic vomitor. Oh and my goodness! Just can't even, vomiting. Just vomiting. Yeah. What if someone's bleeding? No, it's just it's a sympathetic just, bleeder. I don't know. <laughs> They cut them if someone's like. Is there something? Is that a thing? Someone been punched? You've punch. I don't know. I'm a sympathetic bruiser. A sympathetic bruiser. You just like. Um, I didn't know that. Uh, Yeah, no. Is is that just because? I mean, sympathetic vomiter makes it sound really nice, but maybe you're just someone who thinks vomiting is really is so disgusting. That's what it is. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's not. (laughs) It's not like I feel your pain. It's like that's gross. No, and 
for me, it doesn't have to be a human, like as in cartoon characters, like even when they, what? yeah, like, you know, South Park or any of that sort of stuff when they're doing the big, vo- like, family Did guy. Did vomit on you as a child? I've never really liked vomit. Like, I've always been, well, no, no one does. It. But no, some people are like, you know, some of your mates are things like, oh, you know, it's a Saturday night out, you know, you have, you know, 10 beers, you vomit, you get back on. Like, I've got Aww. mates, you know, who are just like, it's part of, so you, or get up the next morning, yeah, you're feeling yeah, terrible, vomit. Make some room. I would vomit. <laughs> Maybe once every three or four years when I'm like really like occasion. I have to be really really ill of some kind like otherwise Night I would down. do everything without my power to and but even around the house like if the animals vomit like I vomit I find I'll pick up shit all day long but vomit <laughs> and you do <laughs> for Andrew Bolt in the future uh, but everybody be happy no I but yeah so. It's a horrible thing. Do you know this? Uh, the saddest vomiting story ever. It's not. It's yeah. not that it won't make you feel sick. But I was doing some gigs in Sweden. And it was the loneliest moment ever because I got food. Po- I don't know. I was just sick, and I was in the middle of the night in a hotel room in a country that I didn't know anyone, and I was really sick. And I threw up, threw up into the toilet, and I in a <laughs> with a with a terrible hotel shower cap on because there was no one there to hold my hair back. <laughs> it was too long. I couldn't find a hair tie. So you. So I put a shower cap I on. I mean, that is. Practical image. thinking in that situation, oh, though. You, no, so, you, you, I have long. Because well, you, you're protecting your hair. hair, and I have long girl hair, but just I couldn't find a hair tie, and I just had to keep six so You are a, a mum. But that image <laughs> of a, lo- and then I, I just, and I, it was, the, it was also on the other side of the world. It was the first, it was the first time I've ever been travelling and thought yeah. I might have to find a foreign hospital. Oh yeah, you know, right. Blah blah blah. And then, <laughs> Anyway, but that's really an interesting thing about oh, you that well, I didn't that's beautiful. Know. That's like a David Bowie song or something. Is it? Oh, yeah. I'm like, I'm that way with, um, I'm phobic of needles. Oh. To the point where I can't, I can't listen to a Red Cross ad and oh. I have to touch my arm right now to not pass out. Okay, that's interesting. Uh, well, um, but I have a, there's a reason for it. It's because I'm, I'm allergic to dust mites, which are in everything. They're in carpet. I technically should live in a bubble. Okay, so you're allergic to life. I'm allergic to life. Oh. It's Dusty unfortunate. life. Dusty pillow life. fights. Kill me. Kill me. <laughs> I can't even have a pillow fight. That's the great thing. If somebody wants to murder you in your bed for your, <laughs> their inheritance, they don't actually have to put the pillow no. over your face. They shake just have it. to shake it in front shake of your face. Me. Make me laugh. Giggle. Tickle me and shake a pillow. Send me into an attic. I can't go into an attic. I'll die in an attic. Um, but when I was a kid, some this doctor went, hey, we're going to try this thing. And you're a child, so you don't have a say in whether or not we're going to do it. Yeah. We're just going to do this. Sure. Which is to try and desensitize you. So I had a needle every two weeks for a year. Oh. And, um, and then at the end it. of it, they went, all right, that hasn't worked. Worked. We're going to either try it again or never do that again. I'll never do that. So now I can't, I can't, um, I, I can't, which is terrible because I'm phobic of a thing that I will probably need to save my life right. one day. <laughs> yeah, that's like true. If I woke up with a, a drip in my arm, I will pull. I will pull it out. I couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't. Oh, drive okay. That's any, nah. that's. I know, on. scary. I know. So if it was phobic of birds, like no one's. You're not going to need to throw up to save your life. Oh, you might. Well, okay. So I. I will tell you how good uh, – I don't know if you've ever had like proper like morphine or any of those sort of drugs, like if you've ever had nah. – So when I dislocated my hips, they gave you a thing called endone, which is essentially just heroin in a pill. Okay. And, See, pills, fine. Right. So this stuff is so fucking strong. Like it's insane. I've, you know, like – and I vo- – you know, It makes you I vomit, vomit as well. But the thing is, this is how good that drug is that – 
that's the only time in my life that I did not give a shit that I'd vomited. Uh, I was like, oh my God, how good is this drug? Like, I've just vomited and I still feel amazing. (laughs) That's how I knew. I was like, I could probably shit myself right now and I'd be fine with it. No wonder heroin's so attractive to people. (laughs) Mate. Um, So, yeah, so I was really paranoid going to Bali about, about, like, Bali Bali. It was, yeah. I was paranoid. The, the diarrhea thing, to be honest, I was less paranoid about because, like, sometimes when you get to 40, Celia, a bad cup of coffee in the morning, <laughs> or, you know, like, so. <laughs> but the vomiting thing is the major issue for me, right? Okay, okay. But I managed but you were fine. both because I was so fucking paranoid. Like, yeah. you know, didn't brush my teeth in, like, made sure I brushed my teeth in filtered water, yeah. did not open my fucking mouth in the shower. Like, right. everything, like, everything that you can do, I did. Would not eat because... Um, a couple of mates of ours uh, got, both got it, and they they were both um, they both had a burger. And I said, "Did the burger have lettuce on it?" And they're like, "Yeah." And I said, "Yeah." They washed the lettuce in like their local water, you idiot. Like yeah. I was writing that was my whole thing. Yeah. So I didn't really experience much of the traditional Balinese lifestyle. No. I had a lot of meals in expensive hotels. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Back off, get away. What but, have you got? Have but you on the upside, you you look slightly damp. Fuck off. Get back. A lot of me asking questions about whether the ice was the filtered water. You know, like. <laughs> But, well, but it meant that enough. I got through the whole thing. And how was the wedding? The best? Oh, it was Beautiful. amazing. Oh. It was so good. Like it really was. It was one of those things where there was, there was kind of 80 people, I guess, who'd yeah. gone over for it. So that's A, amazing. Yeah. Because – Bali is beautiful and we had this like private villa and stuff and like but you've also got a big group of your friends. So over like the week, you know, people just float in and out. Yeah. Like Gatesy uh, from Tripod for people that don't know Gatesy, he's been on the podcast before, but uh Gatesy uh, was like our nudge. Oh uh, right. Because there's no there's no time to explain that. Right. <laughs> you either get yeah. it or you don't. Yeah, yeah. Or the Wilson from okay. uh Home Home Improvement. That's very inclusive of you. Good Although, I get that one as well. Here's the th- I was talking to someone about this the other night about Wilson about from Wilson. Home Improvement. I'm all over it. Let's go. Uh, he you're talking my language. We don't know much about Wilson's life. No. You know what I mean? Like all we knew was that he wouldn't show his face and he would say sardonic, you know, things over the fence to Tim Allen, He's right? Definitely a murderer, isn't he? Well, the rest of it. I'd like to know what was going on in the rest of Wilson's life. Like I'd like a another series where they explore what Wilson was doing when he wasn't making wisecracks over the fence and what sort of issues did he had in, have in his life that meant that, you know, he was only wisecracks over the fence where he wouldn't show his face. I reckon there's a lot of darkness going on in Wilson's yeah. life. He might have some people locked in his basement. That's you know what, what I, mean? I think. I feel like his house isn't real. It's just like a facade of a house. Yeah. And there's just like a like a shed or something in there. It's not Maybe real. Maybe yeah, Wilson's like one of those. Yeah, he's an international con man. <laughs> he's an international con man. But what an interest, what a weird thing. I haven't thought about that in years because right. I used to, Jonathan, JTT was my pinup. Love oh, yeah, nice. yep. Of course. Uh, voice of Simba as well, my legend. Um, but what a weird conceit. Like, right, and the neighbour, you're not going to see his face. Like, that's a one joke thing. And that's right. like, well, we'll just keep doing that for yeah. however many series. Do you remember when they try and get clever with it? Like, he'd have to come over, but he'd be holding like a vase right. in front of his face. <laughs> it's like no one really cares what his chin looks like. Like, it's not, no one's lying awake and like going, ah, Unless you have it- buck teeth. Unless there was know. some big reveal, like, you was know, it? at the end of the series, like, where, like you know, he had two cocks on his chin or something. <laughs> <laughs> he had some terrible oh, operation. Oh, now it makes sense. Double cock chin. Ah. Hey, let me uh, ask you this. Uh, that guy who's got the two penises has written a book. Did yeah. you see this? I didn't read it. I just saw the picture on Facebook with yep. the guy with, yeah. Yeah, so he's got, he was born with a congenital, like, yeah. or whatever it is, but he's got two dicks. I think, let me ask you this. I don't have 
Two dicks. Is two dicks. <laughs> Most people don't have two dicks. <laughs> I don't even have one. I would say the majority of people don't have two dicks. All right. Uh, I think it's really rare, but he has two dicks. I believe just one set of balls. Like they don't. <laughs> this like, is a wonderful conversation. <laughs> they, I believe they kind of like you know split at the base and kind of like go from the picture because yeah. the picture is his jeans yeah. and they look like yeah. fully formed right dicks one either side. He, he, one dresses to the left and one to the right. Yeah. It was like the Illuminati sign, but with cocks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't look like I would, I would, I would, I would accept the, the uh, contention that he has one set of balls. Yeah. So I think he has one Based set of on balls. I think the penises work independently. <laughs> like as in my understanding is that. Yeah, Does he, one pee. <laughs> oh, actually, I don't know about that. But he did. This is all in the book. Like, because people had all these questions. So he, well, he answered them on Reddit and then he wrote a book about it, right? Because he's like, well, I'm happy to talk about it. And yeah. why not? Like, yeah. you know, he was just born that way. It's like any other thing. But it's yeah. just people are fascinated because it's two dicks, right? Yeah. He's bisexual, which I love. I don't know if Amazing. that means that, like, one of the dicks is a gay dick and one of the other, like, oh, no, Amazing. mate. That's don't my, touch that one. That, no, one, no, no. that, that one doesn't like it. That one's straight. <laughs> that one. <laughs> That one's straight and that one's bent. It'd be funny if it was. <laughs> but ironically, the straight one's bent and the yeah. bent one's straight. <laughs> yeah, what a weird thing. Well, of course, there'd be so many questions. But they can both go up at the same time, apparently, as well. Yeah. Up. Like, oh, well, I don't know. Maybe, I suppose. But I meant more like erect. Like so like weird. someone scored a goal. I mean, I'm fascinated, but I mean, you'd have to be <laughs> like someone scored a goal. That's very yeah. funny. A point or a goal. But I imagine it'd be like, peace. Yeah, I like your peace, yeah. Peace. Yeah. Isn't that the ultimate peace sign? Just two dicks. Just two dicks. Just <laughs> peace, happiness. ladies. Well, I've often thought Namaste. this is why I think because I haven't really. Well, this is not a fully formed thought, so I shouldn't uh-huh. be th- talking about it yet. But uh, well, uh, hang on, that's what podcasts are about. <sighs> Nodcast. Talking about <laughs> talking non-cast. about non fully formed thoughts. So this is what I think because I don't I don't really talk about about um, issues in my stand. It's all very personal stuff. But I met a I met a guy. I met a I met a good bad guy. I met a guy who was really friendly and nice and then we talked, we were chatting and it turns out he makes weapons. Oh, And I yeah. couldn't, I sure. couldn't compute sure. it and then it, for the first, and it was really weird because he's a really nice guy and I really didn't agree with what it was weird. But I never actually thought about war and how I feel about war in general. You know what I mean? Like obviously it's bad but I understand why some people, well, we need to be protect ourselves or to stop why are you looking at me like that no, no. <laughs> like says, does it oh, no, it's, okay. I mean it's a, a, a incredibly complex yeah, idea. I'm not, it's I'm why not... it's why the uh, international industrial war machine which yeah. is what it is like but people have to realize that yes of course like war has been necessary throughout history for people to protect their ideas and ways of life and it is probably part of our inherent human condition. However, there is also a major military industrial complex behind it that is in the business of, you know, they make Yeah, well that's the thing. They Talking make billions guy, and billions they, of dollars out job, of weapons. He actually made a joke about, oh, you know, it's bad when there's peace talks. Oh, we're yeah. going to be out of business. Like, you actually just said that out loud to right. me. Coke doesn't want people to drink less Coke. Yeah. And yeah. people who make guns don't want people to use less guns. Yeah. It doesn't work like that. So it was weird, but I never actually – because this. I'm very lucky that it's not ever been part of my life. I've never had to go to war or anything. Anyway, but I was just – I just. but the, what the things about the two dicks is I was just like, what what is something that as a species we can all accept as something that we can connect on? And one of them is dicks are funny. Like – Dicks are funny. Right. So and the two idea. Dicks twice as funny. That's what I mean. I'm like, yeah. why can't we just accept dicks for peace? Is basically dick jokes for peace. This was my. Well, maybe, idea. maybe so he's our guy fully evolved dicks. guy. He's that's our it. new leader. Two dicks that form a peace sign when they're having a really good time. You know. He's the guy who could. Two dicks for peace. Two dicks for peace. 
Maybe he's the guy who can bring Israel and Palestine two, together. Two dicks for peace because I just think they're fun. Like that's funny. No it matter what funny. your religious belief is. Yeah. People will be so angry dicks and then old two dicks comes in. Funny. I And then just gets them out and people are like, you know what? We disagree on a lot of things. But you but know what? We both agree that's hilarious. <laughs> So let's shake hands and share this place. And two dicks for peace. <laughs> I really, that makes me happy. Yeah, I know. <laughs> there you go. Uh, so yeah, anyway, the, yeah, so the book. Uh, so yeah, so anyway, well, that's all there really is. But, oh, but, you know, I'm going to have to read it. But I feel, I think it's weird that there's someone, I mean, obviously people have questions, but how bizarre to have the world discussing how your sexual organs work. I'd feel really uncomfortable with that. Would you be okay with that? I mean, I guess if it's like... It's weird to have someone on the other side of the world going, can you put one in something and something pee out the other one? Right. It's weird. But it's because you're the only person who has it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if I had something that no one else had, it's, it, it is an interesting idea. If you discovered you had a superpower or whatever, right? Yes. Or if you had some, you know, uh, piece of information or piece of knowledge or you discovered something that, like, was important for the world to know, do you have a responsibility to share it with people? Or, yeah. like... Is it better that the two-dick guy come? Like, because maybe there's some, you know, little two-dick kid growing up. (laughs) (laughs) Never had a role model, you know? He's ashamed of his two dicks. And then he's like, hang on, these two dicks could give me a book deal when I grow up, you know? No, I'm happy for him. He's chosen to talk about it, so he's obviously cool with it. I just personally can't. I just think it'd be weird. I also, but I mean... Obviously, he's had to live with it all his life because I mean, it's it's not something you could leave to the last moment. You'd all you'd all have to know how to talk about it up yes. front, right? Yes. Yeah. Oh no. Well, yeah. I, t- I just can't. I just that'd be strong. Anyway, I love it. I'm fascinated. There's so many questions. Just yeah. My mind is a million questions. Like, imagine how awkward your teenage years are. Anyway, right. And then when you're first dating, to be have to be like just. So you know, before oh, well, this goes anywhere, no, I should what, probably tell you. Here's the good news. If you have two dicks and anyone sees them at a high school, you don't have to bother telling anyone else. <laughs> <laughs> the good news yeah, is as soon as you show one of. person, <laughs> the job is done. <laughs> there are people in other countries going, hang on, did you hear about that kid in sale about with two dicks? dicks? Old two dicks McGillicuddy. <laughs> Anyways, so the rest of the wedding was... The rest of the wedding was absolutely brilliant. Um, one of our friends ended up in hospital. I know. But I, that's his story to tell. Maniac. I, he's going to do the, the podcast he's on the okay, weekend. So, oh, hopefully, so hopefully he will tell us uh, you know, at least some of that story, which will be fun. And uh, there was a terror warning for New Year's Eve for the venue we were going to for New Year's Eve. Um, and... Uh, See, what do you do with that information? I mean, it's a really... We went through that process, which is... Yeah, like emergency exit they asked. Kind of thing and, right. They 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 asked you know around. They did some checking. They asked with you know they, back in Australia, some people had some contacts and whatever. And yeah, they got a bit of a like, how serious is this sort of thing? What's you know they asked around the major hotels. They did you know, and then they ended up going anyway because they thought, well, you know, we've just got to live our lives, and you can't let people you know stop you from doing this sort of thing. Yeah, um, I couldn't go on the night because I had a, a sick friend who I had to look after, and so. Um, there was part of me the whole fucking night that just had this fucking eerie feeling of what what happens if all my friends like if if something did happen tonight and I wasn't there. Do you know what I mean like? It, I, I mean, obviously it would be worse. For the, I wasn't thinking. You know, for, no, 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 I, no, it was I just understand. one of those things where yeah. I couldn't help shake that feeling yeah. all night of like fuck. It's bad when you can sort of imagine the telling. Right, like you can imagine yourself going, and then I was with my friend, and then I and then found they out all that, yeah. That, 
I mean, yeah. don't get me wrong. It'd be a fucking cracking comedy festival show. Like, <laughs> if I got it beaten would. by the Barry, <laughs> beaten for the Barry for my show, I'd yeah. be like, seriously, guys. Come on. What, what else? What do you want? I would do each of the, uh, the bits of the show in the style of the The comedians. only other way, the only show, you'd be so upset because that's the same year the guy with two dicks did his show. <laughs> oh, fucking come on, mate. Oh, I got beaten, got beaten by, by two dicks. double your luck, the two dick show. <laughs> Fuck. <sighs> what would he call his show? Oh, come on. You're good at the great at these things. Puppetry of the penises. Yay. <laughs> Oh, they'd be pissed. Oh, how much would they want him? Oh, oh. They would be hounding that guy. That's uh, So there's this show that's on at the Melbourne Arts Centre at the moment. I don't know if you ever saw the, the posters. I've never seen the show, but for the illusionists. No. They're like modern day magicians. Oh, there's that whole they're thing like, of magicians have got cool. Right. Well. So it's like the boy band of magicians, you know what I mean? And they're all in their cool, but they all look different and like whatever. Yeah. And now this is the illusionist 2.0 and yeah. it's like the next generation. So it's younger versions of basically yeah. the old illusionists. So it's like when they replaced High Five or whatever. Oh, yeah. It's the new Wiggles. You know, it's, new, it's yeah. the franchise, yeah. right? Yeah. So this is what they need for puppetry of the penis. They can make it puppetry of the penises. Yeah. Because there's got to be a whole new range of dick tricks you could do with like. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you can braid your dicks, <laughs> surely. <laughs> I, uh, you know, they would they would kill to get him yeah. in that. Gonna be thinking about you can dicks. cross your own swords. Two dicks. You could do the laser. Dicks? You could do the lightsaber fight from Star Wars. Yeah. That'd be a good one. Yeah. Um. I don't know why. So <laughs> you could land a plane. <laughs> There'd be all sorts of. <laughs> one guy could do the plane with chopsticks. That's that's what you would do. That would be one of the things. They like bring out a bowl, bowl, of, of bowl of noodles, and somebody, and, and then, then he eats eat them, them. Yeah. and then he plays chopsticks on the piano. That is absolutely what they'll do. All right. Chop dicks. Chop dicks, yeah. (laughs) All right. That's good. Well done, Celia. You just named the episode. Yay. Uh, People need to um, know where you're at. They can. Lovely, lovely time. They can. uh, Okay, here's some things. Firstly, if they've not seen you on the television, uh, you were great on Utopia. Oh, thank you. I watched it all when I was in the US. I had to, like, you know, actually pay for it on Australian iTunes. And I thought you were. The like the standout. It was brilliant. I thought you were just so good. It was such a good part, but you were very, very good. Oh, um, thank you very much. Luke McGregor was great. Lima I thought was brilliant. Was but that show was you know made for you, and I'm glad to see they're going to make some more of those. Uh, they are going to make some more yes, of those, yes, right? Yes, 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 yes. yes. And um, so people can definitely like find that, you know, uh, wherever you yep. can find it. Like I don't know how in your different countries and how you find things, but yep. find it and watch it. That'd yeah, be cool. Yeah, I'd be interested to see and whether people in different don't countries Don't confuse it for the US version. Of Utopia. Of about, Utopia. Uh, that's about torturing and stuff. No, it's about creating a new society. Oh, is it? So isn't basically, there hardcore torture scenes, isn't it? In it? So what happened is they – they gave all these various people, they took them off and they said, you start your own society. Oh, no, no, that's the British show. one. Isn't it the there's British th- one? Yeah. Utopia, yeah. There's another that's Utopia the that's one. about yeah. torture. Yeah. And then they're, they're both in the ABC shop together and I just feel like how many dads this Christmas got this horrific, like, oh, we bought you a thing about, you know, government to interdepartmental conversation, lighthearted comedy, and then watching this horrible nailing into someone's eyeball going, this is not what I want. Anyway, but yeah. yeah so no, the so there's another one, American one, which was like a reality show where they were going to yeah. film them for a year and let them start their own yeah. society and then no one watched it. Yeah. And they were going to let them stay out there anyway. And then they went, ah, oh, no, we won't do that either. <laughs> So, not that one either. Um, uh, are you doing a comedy festival show? 
I'm doing last year's show at Adelaide and Brisbane because I didn't go there. Okay. And I think sure. I might be doing a few dates at Melbourne of the last year's show, but that's when we're doing season two, so I'm not doing a new show, which is weird. But I'm around doing a bunch of gigs and stuff. Okay, at CPAC on Twitter, is yeah. that right? Yep. And what else? Anything else? Um, well, Anything that's you all want to very plug? exciting. Any Anything? Oh, no, no. Um, as you know, it's not. So, well, Luke McGregor and I are right, trying to work on something together, so hopefully. But yeah, I'm just back in Melbourne, which is very exciting. I can't really looking forward to doing festivals with the last year's show, which I still like. Yeah. And well, that's the I thing. Can't... I mean, it, it's one of those. The thing that I learned about this year, and I guess something that we don't really have the opportunity in Australia is, I realise there's a different level to because because our cycle is normally well, my yeah, cycle has yeah, always yeah, been yeah. I write a show, I tour the show for a year, and then but that's good. it's a new show. I'm out of sync, and it's really annoying. Well, I'm a bit out of sync this year because the tour has gone so long, and because I'm not finishing till January 19 at the Opera House. Yeah, it's hard for me to get my head in next year's show until this year's show is done. Yeah. but I've also discovered that. There's a point – I actually thought there was a point where your show gets like as good as it's going to get and then kind of you almost – then it's done. But what I realized from doing it as many times as I've done it this year, it's, there's a whole different level. Yeah. And th- there is part of me now that the idea of touring a show for two years, yeah. I think if it's a show you really like and you're learning about every night, it might be really, really cool what you'd learn about how you can do it. The, the analogy I've been using is like driving. Like yeah. you get to the point where you could pass your license because you know how to drive, you know. But there's a point you get to now where you know how to drive and you can take a scenic route if you want because you're so confident you'll find your way back or you can go direct there if you need to go direct there or you can break wind and you just don't even have to think about those things and you can start to do other things and it's a really nice spot to be in. So I think it's going to be hardest to say goodbye to this show and then go, oh, fuck, I've got like six weeks and I've got to – yeah, so You're hopefully that'll be forever. cool. So January nineteenth, Sydney Opera House. Um, that'd be really cool uh, if people came to see that. There's still some tickets available because obviously we're doing two shows in the one night, um, but not heaps. So like you know, getting quick would be my thing. And then you, do you go straight? Do you go back to America? Are you here for the festivals now? Uh, no, I'm going to stay around another week and take my mum to see Billy Connolly at the <gasps> Art Centre, and nice. then uh, we're the Illusionist 2.0 or also. Of course, on. of course, you'll stay. Uh, but we're just going to see Billy. <laughs> And uh, then I'll stay for my birthday, which is January 31. And then I'll go back Feb 1 because uh, I'm doing – so we've got the 200th episode of Fofop, <gasps> uh, wow. which is at Nerd Melt on uh, Monday the 9th of February. It is free. Uh, it is an all-star US lineup, the Fofengers Assemble, I'm calling it. So Who? Dave? Dave Anthony, Gareth? Matt Kirshen, oh, Gareth Matt. Reynolds. I'm so excited to meet Gareth. Uh, Jen Kirkman <laughs> and Daniel Sloss. Sweet so, Yeah, it's a sweet deal. lineup. Uh, Sloss and Kirsten and I are also doing some shows at the uh, San Francisco Sketch Fest together. So Great. you can come and see the three of us do a show together if you would like to see us do stand-up. And I'm also doing some other shows at uh, San Francisco Sketch Fest, including Set List and some other things down there. So I'll be back for that. That are really cool. And I've got some other gigs in LA and stuff, uh, Hot Tub a couple of weeks and and some things, but I'll give you a plug on that. But yeah, March 2, uh, Adelaide Fringe, Free Will. That's the first two weeks of that. Then Brisbane Comedy Festival. Then Melbourne for a month. I'm also doing another show in Melbourne uh, on Mondays. Are you? Uh, yeah. Oh. <sighs> Look, you, just, you just – sometimes sometimes you can take a break, you know? Here's the thing, Celia. I Like you're only human, mate. Okay? Yeah, what's the thing? <sighs> I don't know. Look, I, sometimes <laughs> I just – I don't know why I do things sometimes. <laughs> I honestly I mean, don't. don't get me wrong. We're all very glad that you do things. But, but I don't. But sometimes I don't know why. Sometimes I just think because it'll be hard. Like sometimes that is why. Oh, yeah. Like I, I, I think sometimes you just think oh, I might just sit in the gutter. 
Right. I know there's and a chair there. And look at the there. stars, mate. I know there's a chair, but fuck it. No, I I think there's that thing of, and it was, is what we were kind of talking about, the idea of, like, I think that we choose this job. I think about this a lot. Why do we choose this job? I think we choose this job because it's hard. Yes. I think there's something inside us that wants to try to get good at something that is unmasterable. Um, like, that's the appeal of it. Yes. And if it beca- if it if you ever got to the point where it was just easy, then it wouldn't actually be rewarding in the same way that it is. We're trying to work out something that constantly changes and constantly evolves. And, and makes no to, sense. And, and there's no rules. No sense and there's yeah, no rules. I mean, rules. there's some rules, but, yeah. there's, no, but there's no definites. Right. There's no and absolutes. So I think that there is something about biting off a challenge or trying to – like what do you do to keep challenging yourself? There was a couple of things though. It was like it's my 20th year in a row at the festival this year and I wanted to do something special for that. I felt like that was something worth, you know, yeah. commemorating yeah. in some way. But I didn't want to like make it about me. I wanted to make it about the festival and the work and what this festival has mean, meant to me because this festival is the mainstay of my entire life. Like as much as I have made my living being a professional comedian – Honestly, if you looked at my life and my income and, you know, the mainstream, like what has been the basis of, you know, my the majority of my income and my life and the only thing that I've done every year for the last 20 years mm-hmm. is the Melbourne International Comedy Festival. Yes. It is the most important thing in my world, you know, right? The first thing that gets locked into the calendar every year. So I wanted to do something that honoured that. So I started thinking about that and I was like, well – I mean, I could do a really good show, but I felt like this year's show was a really good show. So how do I do something that is even, you know, like I didn't really want to – that didn't feel right. Mm -hmm. And then I was talking to Kevin, my manager, and we were just talking about like Australian politics just in general. And he was saying, are you going to do any Oz politics stuff? Because there's so much good stuff going on at the moment to talk about. And I said – because I haven't really done any Aussie politics stuff for a while um, because I've been touring overseas so much and it just seems like wasted material, you know. And so then I just started musing with that idea and I was kind of like, well, I started the first ever show I did like was a political show. You know, I was talking about Pauline Hanson and stuff like mm. that, you know, and Jeff Kennett and like, you know, politics. And I thought it'd be nice to have another bite at a political show with the perspective and knowledge and skill set that I have now. Being able to explain things and like explain who I am and what my perspectives are and like – I'd like to have a go at some of those things again, you know, and have a look into that world and explore that area. Yeah. And so the more I thought about it, the more I was like, well, if you've done 20 shows, why don't you fucking do 20 and 21 and kick off the next 20 in the same year? You know, that's that'll be your thing you do for the 20th year. Go yeah. back to your fucking roots and like do, you know, an Aussie politics show. Yeah. But I'm only going to do three nights. So I'll do Mondays in the same venue as I do my other show. Okay. And so it's just three nights of me just talking Aussie politics for a whole hour. But I think it's great. And I think it's a great time for it. Like I was saying, I think it's important. I'm happy that you're doing that stuff because with all the politics stuff that's going on, I get angry but I don't really completely understand it or feel like I've got enough facts to comment on it. Blah, blah. So I'm glad there's people like you who can do it, you know? <laughs> well, I, I just it. listen to what you got. I go, yeah, that. I agree with that. And like Sean McCarth as well. Like I watch Manus Hell, I go, I'm so happy that exists. <laughs> yes, that. That's what I think, but I don't know how to say it. Right. Smart like you said it and funny like you said it like that. So that's great. So I'm sorry you're tired and that yeah. is hard. But I'm already tired. Yeah. I'm already tired even thinking about it. What I about, about stand-up being hard, one of my favourite speeches from one of my favourite films, League of Their Own. Uh-huh, of course. Tom Hanks' speech, uh-huh. Chicken Shit Dottie. Do you remember that? 
No, if it wasn't hard, because she quit. She wants to quit. Let's yeah. go home. Was this Jenna Davis who wanted Gina to quit? Jenna Davis yep. wants to quit. Okay. Tom Hanks is like, chicken shit, daddy. If you want to go up and make a thousand babies, that's fine. But walking out like this, quitting, you regret it for the rest of your life. And she's like, it got too hard. And he's like, of course it's hard. If it wasn't hard, everyone would do it. The hard is what makes it great. Yeah. Have you not seen that movie? It's the best. It's got so many good lines in it. No, Chris Rock said, I have to say, of course I've seen it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, of course I've seen the movie, but I just don't remember it in that detail. But Chris Rock, in one of the recent interviews for Top 5, said something very similar about the idea of, you know, of course entertainment's hard. He said, or everybody would have Chris Rock's life. Yeah, yeah, of course. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> seriously, you could choose. Of right. course. The, the only thing that stops, I, I the only always, thing between us is, is people, when people say, oh, I don't know how you do it. That's yeah. it. But, well, neither do we, but we do it. <laughs> but I, that's why I say when people say to me, they're tossing up, of like, oh, will I try comedy or like, will I do this? And I say, if you've got another option, do or take do it. There is no try. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, yeah. yeah, and then I cross my legs. Yeah. And no, but I, if you've got another option, if you think you can be happy like and live your life without this, yeah, yeah. do that. <laughs> do whatever <laughs> that is because that is an easier and better and more consistent option. But oh, this is something you need – like you either need to do it or you don't need to do it in my opinion. Like, I mean in a way. Like I mean it's inside – you don't have to need to do it forever and you don't need to do it in the same ways. But there's something inside yeah. a stand-up, stand-up comedian that enjoys how difficult it is. I yeah. Think. And I've accepted – I don't know that I always just stand up. I don't know that I'm a stand-up stand-up, but a comedy will always be yeah. a part of my life. And you don't always – but, I mean, you don't need to be or you don't need to be – like, you look at some of those American comedians who, you know, will go off and act and – like I mean, Jerry Seinfeld took 15 years off stand-up oh, kind yeah, of, you yeah, know? Yeah. Like, it's not like – and yeah. he's, you know, come back and is, again, one of the most successful stand-up comedians in the world. Yeah. It doesn't – you know, it doesn't have to be a thing that you – I mean, Robin Williams went back to stand-up, you yeah. know? yeah. Yeah, but uh, but that's 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 cool. But it's scary. But anyway, that anyway, was, that that happened to be a oh yeah no, we managed to do at least a ten minute goodbye there. Oh good. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to acupuncture now. I'm very oh, excited. are you really? Oh, I love it. I'm guess. going to the project. Are you already? Yeah. Hang on. Uh, wait. Hey. Whoa. What? Whoa. whoa. Hey. Hi. Hey. You're gonna pull me up on the needles thing? Yeah. Not the same thing. The teeny tiny pins you can't feel them. The needle phobia is a, is it is it in? It's a goes in. Put stuff in in you. It's like I'm so full. I don't like the idea. Well, I don't like the idea of a needle going in me. But also, needles put stuff in you, and I feel like I'm full. <laughs> 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 you know, like don't don't put more. I'm full. If you cut me, stuff comes out. That's how full I am. <laughs> what about what about if uh, you're withdrawing blood though? That's taking but, stuff out. Uh, well, it's not right. It's okay. wrong. Everything in me, I want to keep it. <laughs> I want it all. I want it all. We'll give it. Um, <laughs> That's no, really no. But okay. So, but you're fine but with pins, but you're no good with needles. So, when you get pins and yeah, needles pins. in your foot, I'm are you fine? Okay. Half, half, half okay. Half <laughs> I'm like, I am so okay with this. All right, um, people. Yeah. If you if you okay. see if they turned off before the plugs, then they've missed all, all this fucking gold. That's what I'd like to say. Idiots. Thank you for being on the podcast, mate. Thanks. <laughs>